Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. My concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. Abraham Lincoln It was colder outside than I had expected it to be, and there was a heavy cloud cover above us in the mid-morning of Thursday, February the 3rd, 1994, as Kathy and I and a few close friends walked up to the visitor center entrance of the U.S. Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Crowned at its peak by the famous Statue of Freedom, the Capitol is one of the most widely recognized buildings in the world, a, quote, symbol of the American people and their government, the meeting place of the nation's legislature. Our hour-and-a-half-long tour would include visits to the crypt, the rotunda, and the National Statuary Hall. Along the way, we would view historic works of art, documents from the National Archives and the Library of Congress, and artifacts from all around the country. The Capitol Building is, of course, where presidents deliver their annual State of the Union messages, and where Congress, the legislative branch of government, meets to write the laws of America. Laws of all kinds. Many have been good laws, many not so good. Of course, one's interpretation of the quality of a law, whether it's a good one or a not-so-good one, depends on one's life perspective. But most all would agree that despite the historical grandeur of the celebrated Capitol building, the legislative branch that assembles within it is something less than grand. It's imperfect, as is the judicial branch and the executive branch of government. They are imperfect because imperfect people are involved in all of it. Still, government is necessary. Without it, there would be continual chaos, chaos beyond description. So we need government, because it has a role to play. And this is part one of what I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting us to ponder today. I will start by borrowing words from an article I found, an article about the role of government by Christian author Steve Johnson. I like what he has to say, and it's this. According to the Bible, all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Romans 13, 1. This means that it is God who has ordained the institution of government, and that the role and purpose of government is mandated by Him. The essential role and purpose of government is to exercise justice based on the truth of the dignity of every human being. Justice means to give each person that which is due and is expressed negatively and positively. Negatively, government is to punish evil. Positively, it is to promote good. Romans 13, 3-7 and 1 Peter 2, 13 and 14 provide the most thorough treatment of a government's purpose. Under God, 
Governments are given the authority to use force for the purpose of punishing evil and rewarding that which is good. The role of government in punishing evil stems from the fact that we live in a fallen world. We are all sinners with good and bad desires. If allowed to act on these desires is unchecked, there would be chaos and discord in society. Governments are established to secure the peace so that those wishing to live peaceably with their neighbors may do so. Civil authorities are instruments of God's wrath on wrongdoers and for the good of the society have the responsibility of retribution. Romans 13.4 says, The authorities are God's servants, sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants, sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. Similarly, I'm sure Apostle Paul would have agreed that the government is also to defend its people from external or foreign threats. The positive aspect to the role of government is promoting good and protecting peace. Jeremiah instructed the Jews who were exiled in Babylon to, quote, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Jeremiah 29.7, meaning, as the country goes, so goes the citizens of the country. The role of the government in carrying out justice also entails passing and upholding just laws for the good of the community and protecting the needy. A great biblical example of injustice and its corrective is found in Psalm 82, 2-4. How long will you hand down unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? Give justice to the poor and the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Mr. Johnson now continues. However, he says, extra sensitivity to the abuse of the poor does not warrant prejudice in their favor. God commanded, quote, do not twist justice in legal matters by favoring the poor or being partial to the rich and powerful. Always judge people fairly. Leviticus 19.15. Romans 13.4 says, Government is to seek, serve, and promote the common good of the people, not the good of the rulers. It must promote and never prevent progress toward the peace and prosperity of the society. It is to preserve human dignity. Harm done to another person is a violation of human dignity. Government is to, quote, praise those who do good and encourage order by upholding the rule of law. Romans 13, 3 and 4 and 1 Peter 2, 14. This praise, for example, could be giving special recognition to those who serve their fellow citizens in exemplary ways. The government must encourage law and order, never disorder. It is also important to understand that only God is sovereign and the role of government is limited. This is because God has not only ordained the government, but also the church and the family. They have their own authority structures and the government should only interfere in exceptional circumstances to uphold justice. And those last few thoughts of Mr. Johnson's serve as a lead-in to part two of today's message. All governments, I mean 
all governments on earth are limited in their power because all governments, whether they realize it or not, are under, so far below, the supreme government of God. Daniel 4.17 says that the Most High God rules over all the kingdoms of the earth. And this verse, and there are so many like it, for by his great power, he rules forever. He watches every movement of the nations. Let no rebel rise in defiance. Psalm 66, 7. That means that no government, past or present, has the final word. They all were and still are ultimately under the supreme government of God. This last verse truly emboldens my faith. It's John 19, verse 11, where Jesus is standing before Pilate, who sternly voices these words to Jesus. Don't you realize that I have the power to release you or to crucify you? Then Jesus calmly answers, You would have no power over me at all unless it was given to you from above. After leaving the Capitol building on that cold February morning in 1994, we headed for another historic site. And there, after going through a serious security check, Kathy and I, along with our friends and a small group of others, walked through the side door of the home at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the White House. Now, I'm not the kind of person that remembers every detail of past moments. I do remember that the building was nowhere near as impressive as the Capitol building. To me, it seemed very understated by comparison. But it was, after all, the home and the command center for every president but George Washington. Portraits of each of them, including Washington, hung on the various walls of the interior. But the one detail I will remember was when I stood just outside of and looking into the Oval Office and staring at the large desk in the middle of it. It was the place where President William Jefferson Clinton would be sitting later that afternoon. And as I stood staring, this thought came into my mind. You know, that man is just that, a man. A man who has limitations set upon him. For that man sits under the Almighty Commander-in-Chief. Dear friend, the reason I felt I was to speak this message today is because our Father in Heaven, the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are well aware of what millions of God's children around the world are going through right now. Governments everywhere are, among other things, failing to promote good and to punish evil. Many have turned their backs to God and His kingdom mandates. As a result, peace has vacated the hearts of many citizens of His nations. But here is what God in heaven wants you to hear and to embrace. At some point in time, He will move against those rulers and those followers who have rebelled against Him and His kingdom principles. Because He is in charge. He is in charge of angel armies, and He will have the final say. 
And hear this, dear friend. This is for you personally. Those who think they are in charge will have no power over you unless it is given to them from above. You and I are in the hands of the Almighty Commander-in-Chief. Dear Almighty God and Father, thank you for your love and commanding power. Lord Jesus, thank you again for your example and for your peace. Holy Spirit, thank you for your incredible words of promise and comfort. I pray that you embolden this one's faith today in a very real way. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.